0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: We all have marital expectations, but do you believe your spouse can do no wrong? Or maybe you are just waiting for them to mess up, you know it's going to happen. Neither of those is a particularly healthy perspective, but both of them are pretty common. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley, and today we're going to continue hearing uh, about a story of infidelity and healing. Here now are Mona and Gary Shriver talking with Jim Daly.
2: Now, Mona, I want to pull you into the story because uh, the women listening are going, Mona, come on. Why weren't you
3: uh,
2: <laughs> observing something? Yeah. Uh, what happened for you? It was like you did not know.
3: I did not know. They were very good at keeping the relationship separate. I I thought it was cool that they were good friends. We were all good friends. We were doing life together. And here's where I made some mistakes because I thought Gary was better than that, mm-hmm. too. Huh. And the reality is no one is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adultery is an equal opportunity sin. Mm -hmm. It transcends even spiritual maturity. Mm -hmm. And so the point was, I used to say I'd have to catch him literally to ever believe he'd do anything. And and I forgot what God said in Jeremiah about our hearts being desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. See, I believe that about everybody else. But not my husband, and certainly not me, and certainly not somebody famous or really spiritual. And so we did not protect ourselves.
2: I, I want to be careful though, because what I'm hearing you say is that you can be bitten if you trust too much. And I, I don't, I don't think that's mm-hmm. what you want to say. Or how do you trust but verify? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you have that trust in your spouse, but you still keep your eyes open? to the possibility so your communication is open.
3: Okay, so what Gary and I do different now is we do not put ourselves in situations where we spend a great deal of time alone with someone of the opposite sex, and so, We don't put ourselves in a position to spend time, not because we think we'll fall in the next 30 minutes, but because that begins an intimate relationship, or it can begin an emotionally intimate relationship, which can then follow through Mm -hmm. into a full-blown affair.
2: Some call that building hedges around your relationship. Mm -hmm. That's That's what you're referring to. That's right. So don't, it's not that you necessarily don't trust your spouse. It's let's, let's honor each other by putting these hedges in Mm -hmm. place to make sure we don't fall a moment back, of weakness.
0: It falls back to the what I was saying originally about being so vulnerable. You know, yeah. it's like it's like don't be thinking that you can't fall. And I think that's one of the best hedges that there can ever be: is don't believe that lie. Everybody is capable of this. I think.
2: So, so Gary, to be forthright now, mm-hmm. you, you, there was a cohort, a, a colleague, yes. who. Um, Kind of came to you and had observed the behavior. Yeah, yeah. So I'll,
0: I'll go back to the story chronologically. It had been going on for like three years, and and but still, you know, here's Gary just in his terror, not not confessing, knowing that it needed to get in in the light. cycle, sort of yeah, speak. in the cycle, sort of speak. And after three years, there's so, so calluses are so deep on your heart, and you just become just just hard hearted in the whole thing. And, uh, and then, I mean, I hate this part, but I have to say it. Another woman came along, it was a one night stand, but it was the two by four to Gary's forehead that God used to just some how, sense into how you? could Reality. I go so low, huh. you know, I was kind of stuck in a loop in that, in that thing. And, and this just was one of those, oh my goodness, how can I, I
2: was just disgusted. Would it be fair to say it was revealing? Who you were. Yeah, exactly. And that was scary. And it was uh, absolutely like your, your human
0: appetite. Yeah. Well, you absolutely. start. Yeah. You start to just convince yourself that I must be OK back in this terrible behavior. And it was just God cleaning me out. Just bam. And I mean, it was a. And so at that point, and even though at that point, I knew something had to be done and I knew I needed to confess and get this into the light so the enemy would lose his power in all right. of this. And so what ended up happening was this. Like You're telling me about this gentleman, young man. Uh, worked for us as well. Very spiritually wise beyond his years, and uh, huh. he caught me coming in to work one morning and said, "Hey, I, I need to talk to you." And pulled me into the studio, pulled the door closed, and said, "Gary, I, I, I know that there's something going on here, and uh, and you really need to do something about this." Wow. And uh, and then one step further and if you don't i will <laughs> and and i and really? i and i need to say that because so many people hear my testimony and they and they and the offended spouse will go home and say well at least Gary came home and and you know he repented and but you were forced into I it i was That's busted right, got you got would have you still got. been in the yeah. spin cycle yeah, I, for be, some in, of time in terror you know of this ever coming out
1: I'm really glad that somebody cared enough in Gary's life to confront him, to call him on the carpet and kind of force the issue of repentance. Um, Greg, you've done a lot of marital counseling. I suspect that there are some who have their spouse on a pedestal, if you will. It's like um, my spouse, my husband or wife would never do anything like that, like Gary did. Others who would maybe be fearful all the time. It's
4: going to happen to us. I just... I know it's going to happen. So where's the balance and what what do you do about that? So let's first talk about the pedestal. Okay. When we have our spouse on a pedestal, it's actually not about them. It's about you. What do you mean? You only put a, someone up on a pedestal because you're using that as some sort of coping mechanism. Hmm. There's a reason why you've done that. Maybe it's fear of being close to them so they're out of reach. I think for others... Um, they want that perfect kind of Facebook spouse. So we'll put them on the pedestal, so we look perfect like this. I think John, though, for others, they, they really don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know what to do with the the pain that can come from real struggles. They've never learned how to do that. So, if my spouse is on that pedestal, they're never going to do anything to hurt me because I don't know what to do. Mm. If, it's too scary to think about what might happen if. Totally. Huh. And that's why I say if you find yourself thinking, yeah, my spouse would never do something like that, really think through what does that say about me? Mm-hmm. Is, is it part of that fear-based? Is it that I'm not sure what I would do if my spouse did have an affair? Because here's the bottom line, John, is horrible of an idea that is. If If Aaron chose that, I can tell you I'd hate that at every level. I'd be devastated, but I know how to take care of my heart. I would know how to work through that as an individual. Mm-hmm. And, it's and not the end of you, Gray. It's not. And yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> I hope that we never have to fix yeah, that. Yeah, you're one with her. But so, I don't... Yeah. E- because for a pedestal, it's just not fair. And one, it's keeping us from having the type of intimacy that I really want. Because the bottom line, I'm married to a human. And I'm married to someone who has a past, who has baggage, who has stories that they've gone through, mm. who is going to make mistakes. There are things that Aaron does, and I expect that she's going to make mistakes. Again, I hope that she never makes a mistake like of that. that magnitude, but, right. but I would be okay, and I know that we could push through this. Mm. That That's a horrendous thing to have to work through as a couple, but I know that we could do this. But that's why the balance is not, not expecting the worst, because, see, that's the other end. Yeah, that's fear. Yeah, then... It's, it that's confirmation bias, something that means that whatever I believe, I will look for that. So if I expect the worst, I'm going to see the worst. And you don't want that either. You want that right in that balance of going, I'm married to a human. And she's she's got a lot of stuff she brought in, and she's going to make poor choices. But, you know, I'm going to love her through that, and I'm going to love me through all that. Mm-hmm. And so I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is figure out how do we— have the kind of conversations along the way that just allows us to keep talking about real stuff what, what what happened from the past. I want to know those things. I want to be able to talk through them with her. I want to talk about the ongoing struggles that we both have. If you're on a
1: pedestal, you can't talk that way. No,
4: no, because there's something at risk. That's what I'm saying. You've got them up there for a
1: reason. Yeah, and and that person can't step down from the pedestal that you put them on to some
4: degree. Versus Mm. let's be real. Let's know that we are. We're both going to make poor choices, but how can we create a marriage where it's okay to talk about that, and then let's figure out how do we apply grace and forgiveness and then get the help, the accountability, Let's surround ourselves with good community. Yeah. That that's, that's the good. balance.
1: That's part. good. I, I I chuckled a little bit a moment ago because I was thinking about the the blessings of being married to a woman who shoots straight. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I is. am not on a pedestal. I know that. <laughs> and but, we can have good honest yeah. conversations. It's not perfect. I mean, yeah. we have our struggles. But
4: that's real. But it's real. That's real. Yeah.
1: Well, we want you to have a great marriage. And when when I say it's real, I'm not saying it's okay. It's good. It's really, really good. And it's a gift to be married long-term to somebody who knows you, warts and all, and that you're doing life together for real. Um, that's that's a real gift. We want that for you, and we're happy to help in any way we can here at Focus on the Family. Um, we have counselors available. Uh, our website has a lot of great resources. Uh, Do get in touch and get a copy of Mona and Gary Shriver's book, Unfaithful, Hope and Healing After Infidelity. We're making it available today when you make a generous donation of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. Just look in the show notes or give us a call. Next time, we'll be talking about how you can bring an attitude of gratitude into your marriage. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.